I mentioned this last week that <laughs> these are exceptionally complex issues and government needs our help. Um, as part of that process of putting forward policy recommendations, uh, the value of the roundtable is that it allows us to debate issues. It allows us to bring the institutional knowledge that all of you have together. Looking at the, the question feed, there are some exceptional questions. We hear you. Uh, we understand the pressures that the entrepreneurs are under and the comments that you have and the questions that you've contributed. We will use that to shape next week's agenda. So with that, we're going to move to Bree Lake, CEO at Accelerate Okanagan, based in Kelowna, BC. Jordan Dutchak, Executive Director at Colabs, based in Saskatchewan. And Emily Boutros, General Partner, Tandem Launch, based in Quebec. Emily, you do a lot of work with the startups. Tandem Launch is a very successful innovation hub in Quebec, helping to really energize some high potential companies. Can you provide some remarks given what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, this whole crisis had a huge impact on Tandem Launch, as you can imagine. First of all, well, operationally, the good news about uh, tech companies, so we have more than 25 uh, companies that are pre-revenue and post-revenue in our portfolio. All of them operationally can still operate remote. So that's the good part about technologies is everybody is used to, if everybody's working from home, everybody's communicating well. And on the and it happened so fast, honestly, at Tandem Knowledge that we took some pragmatic decisions just to get through this crisis. And the impact will differ whether this crisis lasts three months, six months, or 12 months. So first of all, for the companies that had less than three months of runway, we had our LPAC approve an extra 100,000 of investment in those businesses. So that was the first move that we did, I think, one week into, into the crisis. And then for all the other ones, we asked to get at least six to nine months of runway. So some people, without, any, without assuming any help from the government in the startup world, like you really have to deal with short terms. So most of the people accepted salary cuts. So there hasn't been that many official layoffs, but a lot of people are, are going through uh, voluntary cuts uh, at this stage just to get a little bit more of runway. When it comes to the companies that were raising money, what I see is the investment uh, community is very slow. So we had three term sheets on the table. People are still going through the due diligence, but I feel that it's taking way and way more time, especially with the US VCs. And nobody knows exactly when the economy is going to go back and the LPs are going to be able to write the checks. The good part about the BZC program for matching funds is, is that it might help to speed up the process, knowing that the BDC will be able to match some of those funds. But a challenge in early stage in Canada is to find leads. So for all those companies that haven't been able to secure 500000 of external financing, it's very difficult to find a lead. So I think that we're going to have to find other initiatives to encourage the private investors, the angels or the VCs to actually lead, lead some rounds and then the, the BDC will be able to match. But it, I think that's the biggest challenge that we're going to have within the next year, in my opinion. We also have a bunch of companies that are, are adapting uh, to the new reality of coronavirus by developing new technologies. I've heard so many infrared cameras that we're going to be able to put in, in sports stadium or in airports to make to check if anybody has a fever. I mean, that's the great part about being a, an early stage entrepreneur is that they're creative and they have the willingness to adapt. And usually they know how to get through uh, those kind of crises. So I'm still positive about the future. 
Thanks, Emily. Jordan, we had a great discussion yesterday, and you have some ideas around how government policy might be shaped to help support the entrepreneurs. Yes, certainly. So I think the first thing we need to recognize is that we as a community you know, always tell government that they should act more nimbly, and we really need to commend the efforts both provincial and federal governments for all that they've been doing. It's not perfect, and there's a lot of things that are going to need to be amended over time, but congratulations to them for you know introducing these programs and diving right in just like a startup but i think that the reality is and this is certainly apparent for all of the early stage companies we serve our our funnel here in collabs is uh, about idea up to a million dollars in revenue and for most of those companies certainly the vast majority of them debt is quite simply just not an option and so when we're looking to other tools that could support the growth and co- continuity of all of the efforts that we put into build this startup ecosystem, I think that there's levers both provincial and federal that could certainly make the difference. Uh, Most specifically, I think at the provincial level, provincial governments adjudicate angel tax credit mechanisms. And there's varying angel tax programs across the country. Saskatchewan was, in fact, one of the last uh, provinces in the country to introduce this credit. We did so about two years ago. I very much commend our provincial government. They introduced the largest angel tax credit in the country, 45%. And in the last two years alone, we've seen millions and millions of dollars at the angel level be unlocked. I think if you look at what was introduced just earlier today through BDC Capital, certainly that's a great start of matching funds with institutional, historically, you know, uh, GPLP structured venture capital firms proper. But over the longer term here, I think we're going to need to see an introduction of a similar mechanism that could be syndicated with provincial angel tax credit programs, which have already and historically vetted and validated both angel investors in their municipalities and provinces. But additional to that, they even have repositories of you know, verified startups as well as the, the investment instruments themselves that they use. So I think by harmonizing those two and using the provincial angel tax credit mechanisms that already have a list of uh, qualified angel investors in their regions, BDC Capital could potentially work with those angel investors to unlock capital through a matching one-to-one program similar to what they're doing with GP and LPs. And you know, this is absolutely essential at the stage that we support. Many of these companies that we're you know, supporting they're just not going to be eligible for venture capital. And so we really need to start thinking about the long game of the next three to six months. How can we start using our existing angel networks to unlock capital and use them as you know, the due diligence mechanism in regions across the country to essentially allow the federal and provincial governments to passively deploy capital in a matching capacity or through an angel credit mechanism? Bree? BC has a long history of providing an investor tax credit, and my understanding is that it's worked out quite well. Can you provide some comments there? Yes, thank you. I would, I'm echoing Jordan's comments. I think we've had a long-standing tax incentive here for angel investors, and it's really helped to stimulate investment into more riskier deals and helps to de-risk investments into tech specifically. And so I think if it's not happening provincially, how can the federal government help to step in to even increase that tax credit or um, implemented in other provinces. One other comment I'll make, I, I know that Siri was discussing it too, is commercial rent is a really big concern that we're hearing from our founders and at all stages of companies, as well as for the accelerator incubators that are here today. A lot of us operate co-working spaces and one of the best analogies I've heard on some of these government calls is, as accelerators, we really need to put on our oxygen masks first 
so that we're here to support and be the backbone for these companies and help to continue to be a policy advocate for them, um, make sure we're helping them get the incentives that they need and help to curate and navigate the content and the resources that are out here for entrepreneurs. And I think NACO taking the lead in this call and convening us together is a start in that direction of how do we help to amplify the message um, and curate those resources. The last thought I know we're on a time crunch here is overall, I, I really do feel like we don't want to lose the momentum that accelerators and the tech ecosystems that have built, been built out across the country lose their momentum. We need to ensure that we are not turning our back on startups. We really need to support the startups because they've been the backbone for many years and double down on the support for scale-ups as they become the anchor companies across Canada and they have the greatest potential to weather the storm. And I really feel that if we don't continue to be these advocates, that I'm fearful for what this lasting impact will have on our economy.